So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Run Pain Free Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, and this podcast is brought to you by the 2020 Run Pain Free Marathon Training Summit. It is the virtual conference for runners and marathoners all around the world, and the summit will take place from August 25th through August 27th. MarathonTrainingSummit.com. Go get your ticket. It is not training. It is a virtual conference, a meeting of experts in a summit mastermind. All interviews, video interviews of all of these experts and their tips and their conversations so that you all can run stronger in better performance with clearer minds in 2021. That's the point of this, guys. Listen up. It is a virtual conference. MarathonTrainingSummit.com. Go get your tickets while I chat. This is the prelude interview presentation to a special, a special interview with Adam Devine. He is the vice president of Prospect Park Track Club, one of the oldest running clubs here in New York City, based in Brooklyn, Prospect Park. And we really wanted to speak to him about the role run groups play in marathon training. This also came at a time where running had become heavily involved in the movement and diversity during this time in 2020 with the world and what's going on in this country, America. So it was a really informational, myth-busting interview. The reason why Adam is important is because we speak to experts on this entire summit and we really wanted to talk to a lead of a run group where a lot of the experts talk about running alone or running in run groups and the pros and cons of it and what one can help or one doing one can help and one may not help and what have you. So we really wanted to talk to someone, excuse me, who had that local reach that really could talk about what run groups do play a role in. And the reason why we chose PPTC is because it is one of the oldest running clubs here in New York City. It's very well known. But also, I've heard people who are running Berlin and get yelled out PPTC from some random person who they don't know, but they know that there's someone in over in Berlin <laughs> knows PPTC. Um, and also because being here in New York City, based here in Run Pain Free, we've had a lot of run groups that we've worked with, a lot of run groups that we worked with. And so there's a lot of chatter about this run group and that run group and this one does this and this one doesn't do that. And so that's what we really wanted to bring to all the runners, the local runners that are listening to this. This is all for you guys. And so we wanted to give you that insight for what run groups do or do not do and what to take from that. So the reason why Adam was even more relatable is because Adam actually started running like most runners do for weight loss, straight up. He had never ran before and he really wanted to run for weight loss. I'm gonna do my best not to give it away because you need to go to marathontrainingsummit.com and go get your ticket for this one. He wanted to 
find a sense of belonging with a run group. I think that's a lot of the reasons why most people I know go for run groups. They want to feel like a sense like they found their people type of thing. Another reason why I knew he'd be relatable. And he really progressed as a runner through those two for finding a place that he belonged and for his weight loss. He progressed through that and he progressed through that to becoming the actual vice president of the Prospect Park Track Club, PPTC. Like that should tell you what run clubs in and of itself does for any old runner. Anybody who's never ran before a day in their life, they want to lose a couple hundred pounds. Like this is what a run group could do for you. And that's why Adam is relatable. And that's, and he has a regular, he has a job. He tells you which, but he does on, on, on the interview. I'm not going to say it. And he is a regular person, which I really wanted you all to take from. So what we did talk about was how a run group can help you, what to look for in a run group, what red flags to look for in your search for a run group, uh, sidebar, what you don't want to be involved in, run, you know, look for those red flags. There's things that will stand out to you that are not going to rub you the right way, whether the way they're, they're, there's if their leadership is not there or if there's really clicky or it doesn't feel like it, it, it is going to cater to your pace or whatever that case is. Those may be red flags you want to check out for. Coaching. Do they have actual certified coaches involved? Because that's something you know I'm going to flip out about. <laughs> um, inclusive diversity. Huge. Huge always, but even more so now. Community outreach. Does the run group actually do stuff in the community? Do they, are they really bringing in the community? Are they for the community? Do you want to feel that? And not believing the narrative. Go find out for yourself. Those are all what we talk about. I really spoke more with him than I thought we were going to speak. And it was a such an uplifting, honest conversation. I applauded him several times throughout the entire conversation for being so honest and really having that level of transparency that we need and everybody needs. And I applauded him for that. So a lot of what run clubs, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions that they don't cater to all paces that um, specifically this run club. I'll, I can say this specifically for this guy because this is what we're going to talk about, but this is true for all run clubs there. You have to ask questions, guys. Don't just assume that because some, a couple of your friends all have the same idea that that's the, that's the actual truth. That's believing the narrative. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't understand this collective narrative business. I've never been a part of it. I don't think that way. And I want people to think for themselves, go find out for yourself what that run group is about. Don't believe what someone else is saying. Just cause you guys vibe doesn't mean that they have the same ins. They don't, they don't may not have information. Did they research what they're telling you? Where'd they get that information from, from Joe Schmo? Okay. Well, you know, that's really not that much of a, you know, that's not, holding any water. You know what I mean? You got to find out for yourself. You got to go in there and figure it out for yourself. If you don't like it, fine, but you have to go do the work. And I know that this is one of many clubs that have a reputation, if you will, of only being fast and not being there for, for slow paces. And I have being who we are, we get people from all run clubs all over the city. And I hear all things all over the city <laughs> about this one and this club and this club and this club. And then I'll hear about the same exact club, the complete opposite from somebody else. So it's really about your experience. Now, if you go and you experience and it's not a good experience, 
excuse me, by all means, you know, move on, go to another club. That's fine. But the important thing is, is that you actually go. What I do encourage and what we talk about with Adam is leadership. Like I said, is the leadership approachable? Can you go to the leadership and be like, listen, I kind of feel really left out. I don't feel like this club is fitting me. You know, can you approach or whatever your problem is? Can you approach the leadership? Do you feel like you can have a conversation about things? That's something you want to look for, because if you're going to a wrong group, then you want to feel support. That's something you're looking for. If your leadership isn't supportive and not, not approachable, they're not going to be able to support you. Right. So that's something you want to look at. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't ask questions. I ask questions. I ask questions all day long. I'll get on your nerves with how many questions I ask because I want to be clear. I want to be under. I want to understand what's going on. I I don't want to misunderstand. I know sometimes I can hear things wrong. Like I need to ask questions. So I'll be that annoyed person who's clear as hell. How about that? I don't care because that's what it comes down to. So people don't want to ask questions and then they just bounce and they never know that maybe that that actual group might have worked for them and might have really helped them progress. So ask questions. Don't be hesitant to ask questions. That's what they're there for. And like Adam was in your shoes, for instance. He's a vice president of the club now, but he was once in your shoes. He was that person looking just to run to lose some weight at one point. And now he became an avid, avid runner. I'm not going to give away what level he is. You can figure that you can listen to the MarathonTrainingSummit.com and figure it out yourself because you're going to get a ticket. But this is what I'm saying. There's a lot of myths and misconceptions. We talk about diversity and how his club came together and had really hard, honest conversations that they need to have for change. He needed to look at his club and be like, we need to do better. We can do better. And then just off of camera, you know, I spoke with him about, you know, what the comments are around around town, if you will. And I'm like, I'm glad that he's doing that because, you know, every run group has has a stereotype. Every run group does. So it's important that you're willing to take that stance as a run group and say, no, you know, we want to make some changes. You want to we want to make sure they know what our intentions are. And the community outreach, huge for them, huge. It's, you know, we in New York City, we've been in extreme lockdown since March and it's really not totally open, but everybody thinks it is here. But in any event, for four months, it wasn't open. And so people in his club, they had an email system that helped people with community outreach and people who weren't even involved with, with the club got help. So there is a lot of information about this club that even me being here in New York City with interactions with the club had no idea about. So just imagine how much someone else doesn't know about a club from just hearing things and just listening to other people. That's why it's so important to have your own information. Do your own research because you never know. If you're an honest enough person to be like, you know what? I really haven't given them a chance. I really haven't looked into the things. I haven't gone to the runs. I haven't gone to the meetings. So I really can't say much because like I really didn't do it. Then I applaud you for being honest because honesty is always going to win. Honesty is always going to be more accepted than anything. So good for you. But if you're a person who's stubborn and prideful and thinks you know everything and it's like, no, 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 my friend said such and such, so I'm not going there, then bye. Because that, that's just bad energy and nobody wants to deal with that. But I, impl- I encourage everybody to find their own research, do their own thing. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But you did it on your own and you figured it out. Don't listen to somebody else because that's not your, you can't go on what anybody else is saying, thinking, or feeling. You just can't. You have to figure it out for yourself. And we really do talk about that. 
it's important to understand how they the group can help you do they do how do they have pacers do they cater to slower people or not for instance i i was told for years that there's several clubs in manhattan that just do not want slow runners they don't want slow runners they don't cater to slow runners blah 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 that's all hogwash it's actually hogwash if you talk to the leader and ask them I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm a 13 minute runner. I'm, I'm a 12 minute runner. I'm a 14 minute runner. I want to get faster, but that's just not, I want to run more than anything. If I get faster, great, I'll work at it. If you said that to a leader, they would have a conversation with you. I have yet to meet a leader of a run group that's certified, that is leading it for good cause and good reason with good intentions that would ever turn somebody away like that comes to them like that. But there's a collective narrative that thinks that that's the case. And I've gone to these actual run groups and been like, hey, this is what's being said. Is this the case? Because as run pain free, we get a lot of beginner runners and we are asked, hey, what run groups do you think I should join? Well, we deal with hundreds of run groups, not only in the city, but across the across the globe. We're a part of a lot of run groups. So, you know, we, we do have information. So I would want to know who's good and, you know, who wants people and who what kind of pace and all of that. You know, I want to be aware of those things. So I've talked to a lot of run leaders for that reason. And I'm always found out that what information I had was wrong. <laughs> that was not the case. And Adam talks about that. And he talks about, you know, I talk about the, the, you know, the stereotype that fast, you know, the fast chip on the shoulder that we talk about with slow runners and the slow runners have this idea about fast runners and the fast runners have this idea about slow runners. And I really tried to bridge that gap with this conversation in the conversation with Martinez in the slow AF conversation that I talked about in the podcast with him and those two extremes having better understandings and I hope that this summit actually bridges that gap and gets a clear understanding of that's not the case and the majority isn't that way on either side it's just the select few that are loud and get the get get all the attention because they're loud that doesn't mean that they're right don't ever get that twisted just because someone is loud doesn't mean they're right okay it just means they're attention seeking and they get a lot of attention for it that's all that's all it means um, do your research, do your research, do your research. There's a lot of red flags. You know, there's, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for running alone, a big advocate for running alone. That doesn't mean you don't have to belong to a run club. That means you run physically alone by yourself. Like you do your own thing. That's what that means. And it means, Hey, one day I want to just run by myself. And then the other day I want to run with my run crew. That's what that means. It doesn't mean you don't ever join a run club. No. I really believe in standing in your own two feet and standing in your own, on your own in any group. So as long as you're able to do that and not get sucked into anybody's narrative, then I think it's a great idea and do it. But I'm an advocate for running alone, even in those cases, even in those cases, but also making sure you feel cared for. Do you feel supported? Is there a pacer near you, behind you or ahead of you, somewhere that you can see somebody? Making sure that the club actually looks out for that and, 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 caters to that. That's important. That's really important. If you want to be a part of the run club, there's good and bad to everything, guys. My attitude works well in the, in, in a work setting. It doesn't work so well for me sometimes personally, there's good and bad to everything. <laughs> so just so you know, there's goods and bad to everything. And that's true for run clubs. But the best thing is to be able to take both sides of it and you're good with it. 
if anything outweighs the other, you might want to look at it a little bit deeper. That's all. And really, Adam goes into play with that. I don't want to talk too much about the real hard conversation we had that was super honest because I think it was really something that stands on its own and I want you to see it in the summit. MarathonTrainingSummit.com, get your ticket because this is the time where diversity is really a big topic, inclusiveness in running is a big topic, and then even not only that, but how running started as a whole, which you'll hear from the Gary Corbett interview what running started with to begin with and where it is now there is a lot to be said about those two topics a lot a lot to be said and adam brings a lot to the table about what he's taking steps in as a leader in the club to make changes and to see what they were doing well and what they weren't doing well that's a leader that's when you do that and that's when you're really inclusive and bringing everybody in I've done a lot of private run workshop, run group workshops around the city and in the suburbs around the city and in Florida. And I've, I've been able to have that interaction with very private groups in their, in their own respect of their run clubs. And again, the things I was told about many of the run clubs that I had interactions with pre preceding those meetings, preceding those workshops, were completely different from what I experienced. I couldn't explain to you how completely different. If I talk about PPTC alone, I can say, oh, they're all for fast. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. They're not all fast. Um, they are, there's no inclusivity. Completely wrong, heavily wrong. I would even say grossly wrong because of how much it's said. He talks about that and what they do well, what they need to do better and with all that, even with being already inclusive. It's about taking the time to understand the group, talking to the group, meeting the group, like I said. Had I not had those private meetings, I wouldn't have known those things. I would have just heard the stereotypes being loud and like not listening. And that's just, I've had hundreds of run clubs that I've dealt with. And unless you go and experience it yourself, you're not gonna get it. And again, if it doesn't work for you, that is fine, that's totally fine. But, you know, being in a place that keeps you honest, that keeps you accountable, that's also a big play that run groups take with you when it comes to marathon training specifically or just in running generally. Having someone next to you and like knowing somebody's, you know, background a little bit when it comes to running and what they've been through, that's sure that's helpful. And you don't feel alone in, in all those ways. It gives you the ability to have somebody and to not have somebody, you know, like you want to run alone one day, you want to run with your group one day. We talked about clicks, which is a huge thing with run groups and maybe a big turnoff for some people. And we talked about that and he was like, well, you know, run um, PPTC has a lot of runs. They do a lot of food runs, for instance. So they'll do like a donut run, they do a pizza run, they do a beer garden run, they do a, a dim sum run, they do, you know, they do runs for food, burger runs, they do runs and they all, you know, they run and they wind up at a place that is said run of the day and they eat there. Um, and he's like, you know, but if you're not a person who's big on eating like that, you may not like this club, for instance. That doesn't mean that they're clicky, that just means you don't have the same interests of them. Also, that means that those people who are there, they just like to eat <laughs> those foods that are on those runs. And like, so they become, they then get looked at as quote, a click, but actually it's just common interests. You see how that can change? You see how words really matter? 
Stop it. Stop labeling people. Also, just because someone is, you know, everybody likes certain kinds of runs. There's educational runs out there. There's runners who just run bridges. There's runners who just run to see the art of the city and run around and see the, all the, all the, the street art of the city. You know, you can't, that's just, that's, a, that's an interest, guys. That is an interest. So look at it that way. We talk about that. And he really brings a lot of that to the table because, again, he was just a regular person who wanted to lose weight and found a place that he felt belonged to. And he's grown in it to becoming a vice president of one of the oldest run clubs in New York City. He lends so much to the conversation. I was really pleased with the conversation. It was awesome to chat with him. I've actually never had a chance to talk this much with him specifically one-on-one. -on -one. We've talked in passing, but it was really nice to just chat with him one-on-one -on -one like this. I know you guys are gonna enjoy the conversation. I know you're gonna get a lot out of it in terms of what run groups are about, but more so about the diversity in running right now, specifically. And he really does talk about that. And I keep kind of sidebarring it because I don't wanna to talk too much about it, but it really is important. And I hope you go get your ticket right now to really listen to this podcast with Adam Devine. Marathontrainingsummit.com. Learn about everything, ins and outs, the myths and misconceptions, and the roles that the run club plays in marathon training and how it can help you, what to look for, what to see as a red flag, and what to make your own decisions on when it comes to choosing your own run club and your people. Have a great day, guys. You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy. Featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.